I'm very sorry, sir, but you can't get through. Out of my way, officer. I need to get to my office now. I'm very sorry, sir. There is no need to get abusive. Now out of my way, you. Beep. I need to get to my office to listen to that bunch of plebs staggering stories. I'm terribly sorry. I fully understand. Through you go, sir. Welcome, welcome, and welcome again, dear listeners, to this, the latest Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I am a pubic hair. Sorry, I said no. You're a nice man. I'm Luke. Very, very nice man. Nice of him. We're all here. We are. Well, physically. I'm not all there. You're not here physically? <laughs> I am here physically. No, Can you he's... touch him? Is he a hologram again? He's a recording. <laughs> oh, he's a hologram again. Ooh. <laughs> Where did you touch him, though? It went right on his foot. Hasn't got the H on his forehead, though. He's got a T. L. What? Anyway. And after, now. After that session of abuse, <laughs> it's time for the news. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> You're doing it. I, I did it last him. week. You're preempting him. Mm-hmm. I won't say anything again. Oh, oh yeah, like oh. Fletcher. <laughs> you, 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 you say it. Mm-mm. It's time for the news with El Presidente. Probably <laughs> <laughs> your voice has changed. Oh, no, I know, my scrotum fell off, and now I have no stuff that scrotums do. <laughs> Karen, oh, dear. Mikey, you've had two children. Would you like me to explain? No, I, no, no, no. I just couldn't remember the word. I keep telling you how it's to help her sleep. <laughs> and it works. Stuff in memory, no good at all. <laughs> and as we wander down the road of smuttiness. Now, as we, as we gaily, gaily trade down Smut Avenue. la, 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 la. Here is the news with El Presidente. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> Doctor Who news. Ooh. Five doctors unite to help Janet Fielding. Ooh. It's quite mm. sad, really. Mm, it is. This, this gave me a very news. sad. Janet Fielding, who played the fifth Doctor's companion, Tegan, is sadly the latest in an increasingly long line of Doctor Who actors who have developed cancer in recent Blimey. years. Mm. Peter Davison has called upon the help of fellow doctors, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, Paul McGann and David Tennant to launch a charity fundraising convention named Project Motormouth. The stated aim is to not only raise money for a good cause, but also keep Janet's spirits up. Profits for the already sold out convention will go to Project Motorhouse, a charity that Janet is involved with, that are planning to convert a derelict building in Thanet into a mixed-use venue promoting sustainable technology and a place where youngsters can get help with starting their own businesses. Mm. I'm sure we all wish Janet the very best in her fight against the dreadful disease. Mm, yes. Mm, very it pisses you off, cancer, doesn't mm. it? Do we know what yeah. form yeah. of cancer it is? No, no, no. Don't it's been said. No. Let's hope it's... It's one of the treatable ones, shall yeah. we say. Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah. the pleb they got to... Use that word again. <laughs> the pleb they got to trawl through interesting websites for the Daily Mirror 
um, oh, yeah. whacked an exclusive on the story exclusive. and then promptly spelt her name wrong. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wonder if it's a side effect of all this time travelling yeah, in the TARDIS. Yeah. I'm just wondering, considering <laughs> what is it, Sylvester's turn, they had that asbestos scare. I'm just wondering <laughs> how much they've been breathing in. Yeah, wow. probably they used to have an asbestos TARDIS. Yeah, I don't know. Not good, but yeah. uh, no. she's not that old. She must only be in her 50s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe then my sister had... Best coats are in her fifties. There's no respect to her age, unfortunately. No, no you've got plenty of kids' waltz. So, yes, yeah, we'll join join best wishes for a yeah. successful yeah. recovery. Yes. Tap in the supernatural. Mm. Yes. Following the cancellation of Sanctuary, Amanda Ooh. Tapping has been mm. cast in a reoccurring role in Supernatural. Mm. Tapping is to play a no-nonsense bureaucrat called Naomi that showrunner Jeremy Carver describes as. Cool and mysterious, part of a new group of angels we've never seen before. Mm. Mm. Never seen Supernatural, so I know nothing no, about it. I've caught seen a couple of trailers episodes. and bits of it. Mm. They're angels, what? I take it. No, they're they're uh, demon hunters. Yes. Oh, okay. They're resolutely human, but they mm. we do have angels pop up and demons pop up. Uh, Buffy yeah. without Buffy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not all vampires. I've watched it a couple of times. It was a very good soundtrack to it. Mm. Mm. Okay. Alfonso Cuaron and J.J. Abrams conceived new TV series. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. They've been busy. Alfonso Cuaron, probably best known to us for directing the third and arguably best Harry Potter film. Do you want to fight about it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a contradiction. Yeah, no, 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 it's the director argument. No, it's a contradiction. Uh, no, I'm sorry, contradiction is just saying yes, no, and denying everything. An argument is a concise, pronounced sentence. Do we want to stand in the naughty corners? <laughs> Sorry. Do we? Sorry. Apologise to Andrew. I'm sorry, Apologise to Keith. I'm sorry, Keith. Shake hands. <laughs> <laughs> right, continue. Has teamed up with J.J. Abrams, the new Star Trek fringe alias, to create a new currently unnamed US TV series. All we know so far, it's all about a girl in possession of a great gift or powers <laughs> who will come into their own in seven years. Why seven years? Some series is going to last. Oh. <laughs> And the man who feels her sexual urges once every seven years. On far, on far, yeah, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It's a Spock thing. I thought it was very good. Thank you. It's, it's witty a and concise. Spock thing. It's a Spock thing. Can I come and sit over there? <laughs> you can extend your arm. I can. Yes. No, go away. Oh, your hands are cold. Do oh, right things. <laughs> anyway. And the man who has sprung from prison to protect her from those trying to hunt her down. Interesting. So it's obviously the supernatural, human, extraordinary powers period in writing at the moment. What with alphas (laughs) and heroes Mm -hmm. and supernatural and all the fairy tale variations that are all going. So that's the the obvious... It's not vampires. Yeah, not vampires. Vampires So we've moved on from vampires. Vampires Vampires are so passe. (laughs) There again, season four of True Bloods on TV soon. Can't be helped. (laughs) Hollywood's last desperate remake. Oh my god, I've just seen what it is. Can we try and guess? Can we try and guess? You don't want to. to. We know about My Little Pony, don't we? (laughs) I actually liked this programme, but in a twisted way. We know about Rent a Ghost. Rent a Yeah, (laughs) go on. Manimal. Oh bloody hell. (laughs) (laughs) Just when you thought they could scrape no more guns from the bottom of the barrel, Hollywood have optioned failed 80s TV show altogether. (laughs) 
80s TV yeah. show. Garçon. <laughs> Manimal for the big screen. Manimal. It was the fun. big screen. The big screen. Oh. It was pathetic first time round. Yeah. <laughs> the premise of the original being British professor in America who can, at will, transform into any animal of his choosing and then fight crime. Peter yeah. Pettigrew could do that much better. <laughs> no, and Peter Pettigrew got stuck though as a vat. <laughs> well, he was very convincing then, wasn't he? <laughs> Glenn A. Larson, the man who created Manimal, as well as the likes of BJ and the Bear, Knight Rider, and Galactica 1980. From now on known as Glenn A. Tosser. <laughs> is in no doubt rubbing his seventh pub. <laughs> Rubbing his what? I I would like to point out that it is. I am just reading the words that Adam has written. What you mean? Sorry. Well, Glenn A. Larson was rubbing himself. Yes, exactly. Bear with me. Is in no is in no doubt rubbing his seventy-five year old naked body with all the dollar bills given to him by Sony. That man is sick, and I am pointing at El Presidente. For not only have they paid him for the rights but he will also act as producer and as one of the writers for the new project mm. when the sfx magazine asked larson about it he explained who's that i'm old bugger off <laughs> i'm 75 you know it was a very deliberate acquisition because it's um, only one family entertainment so it will probably have more of the spirit of Spider-Man in terms of its having its tongue in its cheek <laughs> and not being too dark and desperate. We'll try to have some fun with it, Min. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be good. <laughs> oh yeah, looking forward to that one. Yeah. Please let's move on to the next. <laughs> Do we have any addendums? Oh, I really hope so. <laughs> well, there's that one about... Peter. Yes. What's yes. his what name? Is, no, no, Jackson. Peter Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you beat my addendum. I was, going to meant, I was going to be groundbreaking. Peter Jackson wants to direct Doctor Who. He does. Well, well blonde, maybe. Apparently the story goes that Matt Smith has said he would love Peter uh, Jackson to direct an episode of Doctor Who yeah. and to have it filmed in New Zealand. Yes. I think the specific one was have it filmed, filmed in, in New, New Zealand. Zealand so I can have a holiday. But, yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Peter Jackson has then turned round and said, yes, I would love to direct an episode of Doctor Who. And name the time and place, I think you yeah, said. Yeah. Um, I think last I heard was that uh, the BBC has said that they're in negotiations. Or they're, they're willing actually, to negotiate. Mm, yeah, they're actually yeah. going to talk to him about it. Yeah. Is it Caro Skinner or however you pronounce Car- her name? Caroline, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there, there was the thing that Sylvester told at the Comic-Con the, the mm-hmm. other year was the fact that he and Gandalf... Um, Ian McKellen. Ian were doing uh, a tour of King Lear... To which McCoy was playing the fool. Yeah. Peter Jackson invited them round to the Hobbit Hole. Yes, this is in New Zealand. In New Zealand. <laughs> Opened the door and he's standing there in the Seventh Doctor's costume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not sure he's actually wearing it. I think he has a copy of it. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure he'd actually fit in it. Yeah. yeah. Or, or a copy that he can wear. I think it might even be Ooh. one of the originals. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he's a big yes, fan. He's, he's, he's How a cool big fan. would that be? Neil Gaiman oh. writing and Peter Jackson <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah. But the BCF said that it won't be until after the 50th. 
Yeah, it's all obviously all planned. I was going to say, can't we just have Neil Gaiman write the 50th episode (laughs) and Peter Jackson direct it? That's an idea, that is. But also, the BBC can't afford Peter Jackson with his normal rates, but he might be willing to do a a freebie along those lines. Who says he'll charge his normal rates? I'm sure he wouldn't Mm -hmm. if he's serious. He'll get BBC rates and he'll like it. (laughs) £8.50 and as many Danish pastries as he can eat. But he'd have to pay from Up the taxi from the maximum airport maximum three. Yep. <laughs> uh, quick plug. Yep. Go plug, 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 plug. The novelisation of the Rush album Clockwork Angels is coming out in October. Co-written by Kevin J. Anderson and Neil Pitt. Go out and buy it. Yeah. <laughs> End of plug. <laughs> uh, Red Dwarf is back on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. we shall be uh, looking at that. Yes. Browning. So if you can get Dave, if you're in the UK, yeah. give that a go. Any other plugs? Ian M. Banks' book is out shortly. Mm. Hydrogen Snarter, I think it's called. I'm oh, reading no. Rivers of London and it's really, really good. Yeah, it is. Is that a recommendation rather yes, than it a is. plug? Yeah. <laughs> Any more addendums? No. 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 Thus endeth the news. The news. We've been watching Doctor Who's, we have. Oh, really? Doctor Who. So the first one we watched was Cowboys and Aliens. Sorry, (laughs) no. um, (laughs) What was it called? Town Called called Mercy. Town Called Malice. Which featured Ben Bowman? Browder. Browder Browder. from Farscape. Stargate. Farscape. Stargate. Farscape. Stargate. Farscape. Stargate. All right, then. Both. Yeah, both. Doctor, Amy and Rory end up in the wild, wild west, where the town people are strangely perturbed about intruders. Unfortunately, Will Smith isn't in it, even though it is set in the wild, wild west. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Doctor, Amy, Rory arrive at a town called Mercy, which is surrounded by the lowest wall in the world. (laughs) Literally just wood and brick. Slayed on the floor. Yep. It's a marker. Um, town is being terrorised by cyborgy type person who does a really neat appearing and disappearing trick. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. gunslinger. So I've got town me. is I, sorry. I couldn't help but draw comparisons between that and Westworld. Mm. Mm. Yes, I, I saw. See... I saw where the title and the premise was a bit cowboys and aliens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but there was a touch of Westworld meets Beowulf going on. I thought in some of the story a bit. Mm. Mm. A robotic gunslinger. Mm. Yeah, who's after somebody who's mm. hiding the, away? Yes. Yeah. The Doctor from another planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. alien Doctor. We all jump to conclusions. Yeah, yeah. again. Stop doing that. Yeah. Again. The second episode in a row, isn't it? We've had yes. Somebody asking for the doctor. A, a mm. set up yeah. for him to be recognised and then ignored. Yeah, and it, he's not the right doctor. Yeah. Mm. Essentially, the alien, the cyborg is there to kill this alien doctor in retribution for crimes that he has done on mm. his own planet. He was a war criminal. Mm. He's, a, he's a war criminal. Personally, the story for me, I wouldn't, wouldn't say it was a little flat but it didn't have any dramatic points for me. Mm. Really? And I, I personally think the main plot line of the story was merely secondary to what was actually going on in the Doctor's head. Yeah, maybe, yes. You know, because of certainly his reaction throughout the whole of this, it's far more um, off-kilter, nastier. Mm. Well, deliberately, this this uh, Kayla Jex, yeah. Adrian Scarborough, he deliberately provokes the Doctor... Yeah. Saying you're like me, yeah, and that really and tips the doctor over the edge. I think, I think, yeah, I think this whole story reopened old wounds for him. 
Yeah. And to a larger point, Kayla Jack was correct, and he did yeah. see a lot of himself yeah. in Kayla Jack. So this guy had uh, converted people into cyborgs against their into will, weapons. presumably, yeah. into weapons, robbed them of their humanity, humanity. for want of a better yeah. word, yeah. <laughs> their vogonity. It's <laughs> had uh, <laughs> parallels with those stories you would hear in the 60s and 70s of quiet villages dotted all over Europe, discovering that the kindly old man who yes. showed up one yeah. day and was really nice to children and did everything to help is actually a Nazi war criminal. Yeah. Yeah. This guy yeah. was essentially Dr. Mm. Mengele. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, to a large yeah. extent. Yeah. But as I said, you have to wonder how much, again, it harks back to the Doctor and the Time War. What mm. actually did he get up to? What yeah, he's, exactly. is he running away from? Well, Which he, I think yeah. is mainly the, the motivation for him to see yes. that the Jack got what was coming to him to a yeah. certain extent and then the determination that he puts to that ends up the death of an innocent the sheriff mm -hmm. yeah because um yeah. construct number one pointed out quite early on he worked out quite quickly that the cyborg wasn't an out and out baddie no, no. in that when he did his terminator tracking thing it was giving the percentage chance for an innocent to be hurt. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Then he just wouldn't open fire. Yeah. I did wonder the bit where the Doctor ended up inside um, Jack's spaceship. <laughs> the egg. The egg. They obviously didn't want you to see the operations. So they had right. this whole thing about, you know, they couldn't do the operations unless the person were conscious. You had all the screaming coming from yeah, the TV. Yeah. Yeah. And I found that a bit weird because, yeah, most hospitals and doctors can Cut, cut off arms and put other bits on while you couldn't see the logic to why these operations have had to have been formed without anaesthetic other than to have a nice gory soundtrack it's play. like brain surgery you've got to do brain surgery yeah, when they're conscious, conscious yeah. With that. yeah but you still use anaesthetic you use local anaesthetic, local anaesthetic. Yeah. it's more to reinforce uh, Jack's you know, position as a war criminal yeah it yeah. was yeah. but it, it just I don't know it smacked a slightly laboured well, just, to, just that one little point, bit it was yeah. to make the point but yeah. it was sort of like a bit I found this Obvious. whole episode first time round just dull. Really? <laughs> I really did. I had to watch it again. It was it seemed to be a few amusing lines such as mm -hmm. the um the bisexual horse. Yes, <laughs> Susan. <Yeah. laughs> um, Transsexual, I think. Or whichever, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Amy not being able <laughs> to handle a gun. Just a, a couple of, you know, amusing points and then a tedious tedious story mm. I real this has been my least favorite of oh, the really? series okay. so far I quite enjoyed it. I liked the fact that there was no out-and-out -out villain. Yeah. I liked it. It was a bit yeah, of a... No problem with that. Well, grey area. That's it. I mean, the, the, the so-called villain, the gunslinger, was portrayed into... Well, not so much in, you know, sort of not so much in black and white. Single-minded, certainly. No, he, he was very single-minded in what he was doing. But there again, he was doing it for a purpose and for vengeance. Mm. And the alien doctor, you know, it could be argued that he'd saved more lives... Yeah than he had initially taken. Yeah, yeah. that's hastened the war's end. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Oppenheimer, Kay yeah. Oppenheimer didn't drop the bomb, but did Oppenheimer kill more people mm. or not? You know, I, I must admit, I think one of the things that kept my interest on this was... It was enjoyable enough and it was a nice set and it was you know, right. it's almost it, like they managed to find the um, they did. Murdoch mystery set or oh, something like that. It oh. wasn't the Murdoch mystery set, I think it was the old Spaghetti Western set. Yeah, yeah it's it definitely Spain, one of those. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it was a little bit predictable to some extent. You, you were always a few pages 
this is ahead of the plot. Yeah, maybe, but I like the fact that the Doctor had to make a decision. Yeah. Whereas last time in Dinosaurs on the Spaceship, <laughs> he, he's just going autopilot. Mm. There's yeah. no decision-making going on. He just, he just it's, it's, going it's, it's Chris Chibnall, and he's knocking it, and it's still not his episode. <laughs> yeah. one, thing I would, one thing I didn't notice, I think in this episode, and um, Borosaurus on a spaceship, yeah. mm-hmm. the Doctor was very, he was a little bit more free and easy about sort of how, you know, sort of people sort of being killed or taking their lives. Mm. Yes. Because in Borosaurus on a spaceship, he might as well have pulled the trigger. Yeah, yeah exactly, mm. yeah. Well, Amy, uh, no, Amy's, no. Well, whatever. No. Amy has, well, Amy has well, a quote. Well, back to different, no. yeah. Amy says, uh, this is what happens to you when you travel alone mm. far too long. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's been a bit of a running mm. thread. Well, well, they, this. they haven't only touched well, that. Season. They've touched that a couple of times in The Tenant. Yeah, yeah it he, is a bit of a repeat of The Tenant like, specials. The, I am the only yeah. Doctor! Yeah. Megalomania yeah. bit. <laughs> and um, as I say, in, in a town called Mercy, he very much says, right, well, you've got the chance to either escape or fall on your sword. Yeah, see, I don't but like I this think... side of the Doctor. I didn't yeah. like it in um, Dinosaurs on the Spaceship. The idea of him picking up a gun and I can, making a threat like, like that. Like I said, I can understand. I personally, I disagree with it totally. In Dinosaurs and Spaceship, there was an out clause, but I can understand it more on this one simply because, as I said, he sees himself in in Jack. The Jet character. Yeah. This this has pulled off all the old wounds from the Time War. It's yeah. reopened mm. old things. You know, you don't know what was going on up. And it wasn't very long. A little bit later in the episode, when that kid was trying to uh, goad him into a fight, he he said no, and he's back to his old ways of talking him down yeah, and right, saying this is not think, what you want to be. Yeah, I think mm. that that is a direct reaction of him getting the sheriff killed. Probably. Yeah, I think there is the elements Marshall. of the Doctor's the Marshall, character sorry. from Paul McGann's Doctor after the time war that are sort of like coming through and I think the thing is even in the classic you did have the odd episode like this where the doctor would sort of say to hell with you in effect but I think the difference between old and new in this particular case is there's been more than one story in consecutive run that shared that element of the Doctor allowing, encouraging, etc someone to die at the end of it Mm. whereas it used to be the one-off in a series so it's it's not new but it's new to have it mm. as consecutively played out mm, it's coming to the fore maybe this time the doctor says to, to Jack uh, you don't decide when your debt is paid when and mm. how your debt is paid but that's exactly what happens in the end mm. yeah mm. yeah one thing that um, I did find interesting was the use of guns, back to the use of guns, mm-hmm. is that I might be wrong, but I think the only shot fired by an American was a warning shot, right. and the only point in the uh, programme that gunplay got out of hand was when silly Scottish bins who shouldn't be touching them <laughs> well, touched she, them. She didn't shoot anybody, but... Uh, that's, she, only, that's only because <laughs> everyone ducked. Yeah, she couldn't handle the gun. Um, it's only because they were all standing in front of her at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the touch at the end with the cyborg hanging around and yeah. sort of like yeah. being the, the you know, guardian, the guardian angel, angel and the little girl. Mm. I didn't think the, the little girl was used enough because she seemed to be the narrator of the story. Yeah. But apart yeah. from not doing as she was told and knocking books, books off the over. table, yeah. she. You know, yeah, but then I think yeah. it was just to give the narrator a face more than actually be yeah, a big part of it. They should have used the face more. But it wasn't her, though, was it? Oh, uh, I think the end of uh, A Town Called Mercy was very reminiscent of the uh, film Shane, where you got the kid running after Shane saying, come back, Shane, mm. we need you. Yeah, so it was very much like that. Mm. Well, no, I, I really enjoyed it this morning. I can't say I really enjoyed it, but it, it was, was okay. Entertain- it was entertaining. Yeah. I've, I've got to admit, I have only seen it 
once. Okay, and it might, it yeah, it might grow, grow on me on multiple viewings, but it's not my favourite this season. Okay, it's no. not my favourite. I wouldn't say it's my least favourite, but it's certainly not my favourite. But there is not one little judge. girl on the internet. We'll put mm-hmm. um, we'll put a link in the show notes. What was her name? Rebecca Lee or something yeah, like yeah. that. She's all of three years old, Aww. and she's doing a uh, review of a town called Mercy. Really? And it's obviously, her, obviously her parents had just sort of clipped it no, and just yeah. because, you know, she's three. Yeah. But it's brilliant. <laughs> she refers to Amy as Amy Pond all the time. Yeah. And it's a town called I, Mercy. And, and oh, Doctor Who. And Doctor Who. Um, she does actions with her. She has a sonic <laughs> screwdriver and yep. does uh-huh. actions. Did, did she understand the she reality? She did. I do what I... I think sure she, she was guided by mum and dad it. at points oh, yeah. to understand some of it, but <laughs> she thoroughly enjoyed it, yeah, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. It had a good AI, and I think it's got the highest ratings so far this season. Mm. Well, higher than the first two. I think it very much would, that episode would really appeal to kids. It was cowboys and mm. Indians oh, yeah. without Indians, and I think <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to have Indians anymore because it's politically incorrect, well, so you yeah. can have aliens. It's cowboys and cyborgs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I think, you know, it, it Will appeal to kids because it has got that kind of Wild West feel and that kind of, like the pirate one. Yeah, it's yeah you know, the classic kids story, so yeah. to speak. It's got to be better than Gunfighters, surely. <laughs> I don't know. That's I do, classic. I do kind of wish there was at some point someone was playing an old piano and it got shot out. So yeah. Not them, the piano, just as a little homage to uh, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> okay, so next up was the power of three three it's a magic number i was worried it was going to be about the mobile phone company uh, (laughs) it's a bit worrying wasn't it i'm gonna say it's it's, it's a shame we can't have advertising it probably wouldn't be product placement (laughs) i'm just waiting for him to go into another rant chibnall episode no i actually quite enjoyed it really mark this moment are you willing to write that down it's recorded on audio it's probably my first chibnall of doctor who certainly that i've actually thought was quite good for anyone that doesn't sorry hang on for anyone that doesn't get that chris chibnall was the writer yeah this isn't some perverse little saying (laughs) what did you like about it uh it was nice and fast-paced. The humour there didn't feel quite as forced as it did in Dinosaurs on the Spaceship. It wasn't as juvenile as Dinosaurs on the Spaceship. Mm-hmm. Not a great deal happens, but it happens very, very well. <laughs> Lots of Amy. Uh, 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 Brian wasn't so annoying as he was last time. Brian's never annoying. Oh, God. Well, that, that really forced <laughs> joke with his golf balls. Oh, dear. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, of course, wonderful things like Kate Brigadier's yes. daughter. Kate Stewart. For me, again, you're going to disagree with me, but there's a lot of similarity between this and the story that went before it. I think the story was merely secondary to what was actually going on. Yeah. The exact actual examination was the relationship yes. between our main players, mm. Doctor, Amy and Rory. It was something mm. of a swan song for the Ponds. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's their final normal outing. Yeah. Obviously before next week. It did explain also, it was one thing I went, wanted to query in Dinosaurs and Spaceship and forgot, was how Rory was suddenly 31. And yeah, it did explain yeah. that yeah. time is passing. Well, as I said, the the anniversary party for them is seven weeks. The anniversary party mm. was seven weeks long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't clear if it was ten years 
subjectively for them or 10 years chronologically, as in it's now 2020 or something. I, took like. it to I think it was now 2020, 2020. Yeah, I think at that party. If, if, if it's that way, it's set somewhere around 2020, 2021. Yeah. But there again, yeah. in the, uh, in I think in Dinosaurs and Spaceship, Amy said something about her neighbours uh, getting suspicious as to why they're ageing faster. She hasn't so, at all. I was going to say, this, which was the most ridiculous thing to say, well, considering I mean, they both I mean, happened. Look, look how old she is in 30 years' time, you know, the girl who waited. Yeah, that's you know. true. So I'm, I'm wondering if it's not just, it's still... 2012, but for them it's been 10 years. I don't know, it's a long time to be yeah. with the Doctor and survive. There, there is also <laughs> the problem of when you time travel and you're going backwards and forwards, yeah, you get brought back 10 years in the future, but is it 10 years? Or well, that's, exa- one, that's exactly know, it. Yeah. Don't even start thinking about it because your no. head just yeah. hurts. I did <laughs> like wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Yeah, I did like the little name check for the Zygons. Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah. Shame we didn't see that one. No, shame we didn't see it. You know. Maybe look good in that to period costume too. <laughs> and, and what about the new scientific advisor. Yes. Yeah. I did think that was a nice touch. I thought it was. I thought it wasn't laboured as well. It could have very, very easily been laboured that she is mm. the brigadier and yeah. Doris is kind of big tash, maybe. Not Doris. No, it's not Doris's daughter, is it? It's the brigadier's daughter, but and even the fact that, you know, she's just Stuart, not Lethbridge. If you knew the history it was nice, but it, it wasn't played so much that you had to know the Doctor's yeah. history with the Brigadier and Unit and all the rest of it. Mm. But you get the feeling that it's sort of, with her in charge, it's going to climb down from be, being so much of a paramilitary organisation. Yeah, and it's interesting because is she in charge of all of Unit? Because in New Who's time, Unit has become this big multinational thing. Yeah. Whereas mm. in Old Doctor, it wasn't really, was it? It was yeah. you, you, were, you were told <laughs> there were other places oh, and Geneva yeah. was in command and the Brigadier was merely in command of the UK branch. Yes. Yeah, because you kind of got the feeling it's all affiliated to the UN as yeah. well, mm. kind of stuff. Well, yes, yeah. I mean, it may be that she is responsible for the UK branch of UNIT. Well, they've been decimated a few times on the yeah. UNIT. Mm. One way or another, yeah. yes. Yeah. Loved the bit where um, the Doctor's heart stopped and Amy oh, had to yes. um, revive him. <laughs> that was rather fun. I so didn't even want to go there by the fact that wouldn't work. But no, mind. it's not how defibrillators work at all, but anyway... No. Minor technicality. It worked within the narrative structure of the story. It works yeah. for a Time Lord. Yes. yes. It wouldn't work on humans, but it works for a Time Lord. Yes. <laughs> I do think that was quite well played. And the um, conversation that Brian had with the Doctor about what happened yes. to yes. his previous companions. Yes. That was quite that's, poignant. So that that's what makes me feel that the story was merely secondary to what was going on. Yeah. yeah. Some left me, some got left behind, some, some died. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. See, I think, I think, you know, last time we spoke, I was convinced that things would end badly for the ponds yeah. but i've now decided that um, moffat knows that i know that so he's backtracked <laughs> so, it's just you it's just me just, just me. Right, okay. and he's doing it again he's doing the whole and one will die but just not as obviously maybe um he has said that he, he ended up changing yeah. the ending for the ponds he so. said he didn't like it he so we don't know what his original return. ending was nor yeah. his it'd new be interesting ending, but... to find out what his original ending was once yeah. we know what the I'm sure televised hopefully it'll tell us eventually but uh, yeah. I do have a theory and I put it up on Facebook I, don't really I think you're wrong do you yeah okay yeah. is it too good theory? an ending too neat
season ending? Yeah, it's, it's far too well thought Come out. Come on, what was your theory? <laughs> okay. It will have been on TV by this time, so everybody can laugh yeah. at me. Let's get this both balanced. Ha ha, or Don, how did you get that one worked out so well? Naya had much the same theory, apparently, So, and I'm sure loads of people on forums have too. Don, share your theory. But we know... I know, because I've, I've failed to avoid the spoilers about this, but I know it's set in New York, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's got the angels in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Uh, but from that, we know the angels send people back in time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. We know that in probably 1970-odd, we had Melody Pond regenerating in a New York alleyway yep. into yes. a toddler. So my theory is that one or both of them are going to be zapped back in time by the angels, and as a side effect, can't travel in the TARDIS anymore for some yeah, wibbly wobbly yeah, reason. Wibbly yeah. wobbly. They can't travel in time after that For some synopsis reason. <laughs> so they, whoever gets sent back, or both of them, then end up raising Melody Pond as their child, as they would have done if they could have done. And that could explain why River Song is in, or not, in that story, possibly. <laughs> well, I don't know how she'd come into it, but... Uh, I imagine I if she's there that she would remember it and she'd be there to help guide them, maybe. Mm-hmm. And oh, water, it, which we'll have to wait uh, and see. That then also resolves this plot thread of Amy not being able to have children. Mm. Yeah. Oh, but the little girl who regenerated in the alleyway, mm-hmm. yeah. what year would that have been? That's 1970, I think. Yeah. I, I, I thought it would have yeah. been... I thought it was the year of uh, the first man in the morning, so that's 69. Late 69, yeah. but I think this is a few months later. So, okay. so, okay, so she regenerates into a toddler which yeah. you're then saying Amy and Rory end up raising. Yeah. Aww. So what happens to that toddler? Because uh, she's a, she then she's ages got to very die. slowly. She's got to die and become Mel. Mel's. No, I think Mel said the last time this happened, I turned into a toddler in New York alleyway. But so then that's Mel's, the only. But then Mel's about twenty-two when, year, twenty years too young. Yeah, when she grew up with Amy and Rory, unless of course, like you said, her aging has really slowed well, down. As back to Let's Kill Hitler, apparently she can uh, adjust her age downwards. Yeah. yeah, take it back a few years to disconcert but people. Surely, ridiculous. Earth-based things like schools and the like would notice. That not this if they change locations enough. It's not very stable for a child. Children need, <laughs> need stability. Um, they need to be I, one. Can, one thing in Adam's up. defense: mm-hmm. look who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. stability. This is true. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, they could be hippies at that point in time. Still, yeah, yeah we'll see. But uh, yeah. I think it'd be a nice ending if there's a bit of tragedy to it. I think maybe one of them, probably Rory, gets sent back further. So maybe he's either dead or very old by the time Amy gets back to raise yeah. you really hate Rory don't you <laughs> I really Rory. don't want him Rory's to be <laughs> you want Pond all to yourself <laughs> even in your fantasy world <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> okay no. I'll show you, I'll bet you a shiny ten pence piece okay. that he decides to go for all out tragedy and they both cop it <laughs> oh okay mm. all right, all right. Can't okay. see it. Shall we get back to this story we're reviewing? The, the little black cubes. Mm. What's Merchandising. Betting, yeah, what's the betting t- uh, character options? Bring out uh, a little black cube with numbers How on it. How cheap would that be to make it? Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, back to this story, apart from the fact it being a setup for um, Amy yeah. and Rory. It was one of the most pointless stories. <laughs> they resolved it really quickly. That, that was unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I thought but the story why? was great, but the re- resolution was far too quick. That's very poor. You know, we've, we've decided to have a tally and we're going to wipe out the human race. A, they've wiped them out so slowly. Blow the buggers up. Yeah, and, Pl- planet. You know, why <laughs> come back at that point? Yeah. What's the whole point? of? So, I did have a conversation with Bill and afterwards, mm-hmm. and, he, and he said to me, he said... 
oh, who's been watching Hellraiser then? And I okay. kind of get bits yeah. of that yeah. with Pinhead and uh, yeah. the guy and the cubes and the doorway. To... But there's other things like on the spaceship that blows up, they get Rory's dad off, they get Rory off. <laughs> yeah, but none Did anyone others. worry about the other people that were on the I want the ones who were all on the gurneys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't. And what... They didn't even try to get out. They didn't. But what were they there for anyway? Oh, you don't know, but the, say... the, the, the bad guy was meant to be from Time Lord Lith, myths and legends. Yeah. Mm. So will they be returning to that him yeah. later in the year? But no, it's a big name. Look scared. Ooh, no, no. no. <laughs> the entire cast, incredible cast. Was he Mark Williams? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's Brian Williams. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Burkoff, who played uh, the Shakri guy. Yeah. Pinhead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gemma Redgrave, of course, as Kate Leftbridge Stewart of the Redgrave family. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Alan Sugar. I did feel it all. Yeah, I did feel it harked back to the old RTD season enders. Other people have said with this, the, yeah. the news yeah. clips and the mm. intruding and it's back reality. to BBC yeah. News. They, they yeah. have to take BBC News off it for a time. Yeah, right. you know because uh, to somehow people might think it's real or it, it denigrates oh, BBC that News. Stupid. <laughs> But on the news, it was some, it's a policy they couldn't. These use people BBC are all descended from the people who thought War of the Worlds was real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the news board, I had a quick look, and they had the lady that usually does the American news feeds. For oh yeah, she's, she's. I don't good. think it was her. Was it? Was I don't it? Think it was Trinity Wilds. Trinity. I'm I sure one of them was. The something looked a bit like. I don't think that she was her. But you, the other bit was, and I slowed it down. I haven't quite figured out who, which two it was. The cube was downloading the information through the TV from the internet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. One of the pictures was either Ben. Or Yates. Oh, really? With the yeah. brigadier. They're looking at units. One of them was definitely <laughs> unit. It was really fast, and I'm yeah. and it, my yeah. slow pause isn't as frame by frame fast. U- units back under Tower of London. Yes. Yeah. Did they ever leave? Probably not. They're probably never not, saw it again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that was good. Again, it was an enjoyable enough story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I but it was a story that felt like the story was to drive something other than that, the story. Yeah. The story felt like it was redundant. That's what I, that's um, what I mean. Do you know what I mean? Second fit. It, was, I enjoyed it was playing this one. second. I, mean, I enjoyed I'm, I'm not it. knocking the story. I enjoyed the setup, but it was. I said resolved far too easy. That was, yeah. But you, good. as I said, you did get the distinct, distinct impression that it was playing second fiddle to what else was going on. It's all about the Doctor yeah. and Amy and yeah. Rory and are they together or not together? Are they going to travel yeah. together still and not? Mm. Looks like they're going to go on one last journey. Mm. Of I course, want... they won't come back. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how that will affect Brian if we ever the, find yeah. out because he's the one who basically gave his blessing to take them away. Yeah, he persuaded them to go that last yeah. time. Mm. And also, weren't the freaky nurses With my crappy eyesight, it looked like they were about to turn into the Are You My Mummy? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where but they never gas mask why they had cube face. No, why? Yeah, I like I them, but why were they there? Yes. They were minions. Mm. But yeah, but they were they human? Have, they didn't have to look so weird or. Why would they augment humans to have funny yeah. faces like that? Mm. I don't know. It wasn't explained. Maybe it was lost in the cutting room floor. Yeah, that's but, it. But I think it ran quite short. It was only about 41, 42 minutes long. It felt really fast, a lot packed into it. Yeah. yeah. But it was actually quite short. And the birdie song. Oh, oh wasn't that wonderful? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> On a loop. <laughs> you can understand why they put it in the uh, high security. Yeah. Soundproof. <laughs> so how many more have we got for this season? Got the next one and then a Christmas. break for Christmas. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then 
seven more. Mm-hmm. Seven more sometime in the spring. Mm. Mm. Now, did you see the trailer for the next one? I did not. <laughs> you like to block your ears and go la 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 la. <laughs> okay, I think okay. I've already spoken. How, how am I going to edit it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, can, it. Can I just, oh, in that case, can I just say one thing? What? The ponds are doomed. They're doomed. <laughs> They're all doomed. <laughs> one last bit of fish fingers and custard, too, for them. Yep. Oh, that was good as well. All sitting <laughs> eating the fish fingers and custard. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's going to be yeah. interesting because so much was made. The doctor said it explicitly. He keeps coming back to, to them specifically, as if mm. he can't adopt any other well, companions. It, it, it was something that was mentioned that, that she was there when he regenerated. Yes, exactly. So that first is, face, this face. Saw. Yeah, that is a vibe that you certainly got with Rose. Mm. Maybe Rose number yes. ten. Yeah, and possibly a certain extent four and Sarah Jane. Maybe so he's printed. Yeah, She's just, just wondered. Woman. Just wondered. Does the second mm. Doctor remember about Polly and Ben? Jackson. <laughs> I doubt it. Probably not the same way. <laughs> so what you say the doctor's a duck and he imprints on the first thing he sees yes, when he's baby duck. Yes, I do. Yes, yeah. I do. So Aww. the only way he'd ever go for a new companion is if they're out of the picture. Yeah, which is presumably what happens. Why yeah. I'm right. <laughs> well, yeah, if they are stuck back in the past, no reason why a doctor can't visit exactly. them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But they can't go anywhere. But he can still go to them. He can still go, but he can't have adventures with them. As just in, him, in New York. Uh, him just can, doing can, creosoting. Can, 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 we just <laughs> have a look, can we just have a look at what I said last podcast? Mm-hmm. Thinking that the doctor has finished with them, but he's trying to wean himself exactly. off them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought She's that, but dead when I was. Purcell, <laughs> face <laughs> it. <laughs> No, I, looking at it, watching it again today, it doesn't seem to quite add up. Dead. He doesn't seem to have any foreknowledge of their future, I don't think. Demise. From the way he's everywhere. reacting. In this episode. In this really. episode. Yeah. Guts so, as we do know, he travels in time. So where is that doctor from? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Ginger hair. Gone. <laughs> 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 one leg there, one leg there. I'm not going to give you my I was thinking more no. than William Wallace, you know, one in Edinburgh, one in. Oh, Let's end it there. Just the end it. That's it. <laughs> Time out. Finish. Muff now. Dead. Muff now. <laughs> Some of us has been to the cinema. Yeah. I, know, I got yeah. ice cream. I went to the O2 cinema for the first time. They've got ever so comfortable chairs. She fell asleep and didn't see the I nearly did, actually. The <laughs> trailers were so... Wait on. I was thinking, am I in the right screen? <laughs> She's losing her mind as well. <laughs> what did we see, Andrew? You lot went to see Dread. No, we didn't. We saw Dread. It's, it's followed on to the whole theme of Marple! You don't have a first name anymore. <laughs> it's too old. Sorry, passe I can't, to have I can't a first imagine name. Mrs. Marple going around Mega City One blowing people away. Yeah. <laughs> I can. <laughs> Do you know she keeps an Uzi in that basket? Yeah, a lawgiver. Yeah. <laughs> yes, obviously, dread is meant to differentiate it from Judge Dread. Uh, yes, That's terrible the Stallone. Stallone. I, I enjoyed Judge Dredd. <laughs> <Ow. laughs> 
stunned silence in the room. <laughs> well, the, the, the Judge Dread had the look of the comics. Yes, yes, it did. The, it just the, didn't. Yeah. The, the, the plot st- went somewhere with the, the Stallone. Judge. The Stallone Judge Dread was the I'll, look was perfect. Mm. The actual plot line was. Mm. I'll admit, me no case. Well, they they broached a taboo subject, namely showing his face. But, um, yeah, why, why did he need to do that? Yeah, so I don't think he actually yeah, but, even understood the character. No, he did. He wasn't playing Judge Dredd. Yeah, no, he wasn't. I don't know what character he was playing, no, but it wasn't Judge no. Dredd. It wasn't playing the Dredd from the comic strips because it was a shock horror that it was he were cloned. And that is a, a well-known thing in the uh Okay, well, not just that. Just the way he acted it. He, yeah. he didn't he had moments of... Uh, didn't he smile and laugh yeah. and stuff like that? It, it just wasn't dread. Anyway, but anyway, anyway we're, we're doing dread, not we're, just we're dread. About yes. film. Anyway, yeah, um, as we were trying to say, the Stone film looked more authentic yeah. to the mm, comics. Yes, this yes. just felt more authentic. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 writer and the, or the writer and director has taken the Chris Nolan route, as in basing it as in close as reality as possible. It's actually filmed yeah. out in South Africa. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah. It? Yes. yes. Cape Town, way. Yeah. I mean, it's a long time since I've needed any Judge Dredd comics. They were based in the UK, weren't they? Mega City One was no, 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 it's no. America. America. It's a so UK it comic strip. Mega, oh, it's in America. Yes, right. so Mega City One was Eastern Seaboard of America. Yeah. So Brit it's all Sit set in the right UK. place yes. and that kind of yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all said. It doesn't look like the comics. No. Certainly, Meg City One doesn't. Um, but it's fine. They had a relatively small budget. They had a budget of about half what the Stallone film had, yeah. which, if you take inflation into account, is probably more like a third, yeah. maybe even a quarter. One. <laughs> but nonetheless, what they did with it was very clever. I think they, they took quite a simple story. There's not much depth to it, no. but it's a setup. Yeah, it introduces everybody to the world, to the characters, and yeah, uh, this wasn't most of the film actually saw centered around well, one city, yeah, block. One, well, one block. It's in one one block. Yeah, it's all in one block. It's it's essentially a day in the life, mm. basically. Mm. If you boil it right down, it may be a little bit more extreme than he's used to, but yeah, it's not well. Yeah, life, it's a day in the life of judge. judge yeah. 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 yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Well, the thing thing is, it starts with you see him essentially getting ready for work. You see him, the head is in shadow, so you Ah, don't see his face. But Mm. you see him put on the flat jacket, you see Mm. him put on the helmet, put on the gloves. Mm. So that is essentially Mm. a day in the life. He goes off, chases a bad guy, runs over some poor pedestrians. He then makes sure that (laughs) he then ends up shooting the guy's head off with the most brilliant bullet you've ever seen in your life hot shot normal shot General hot purpose, shot hot shot Ricochet, high explosive, pyro. That's yeah, incendiary. Incendiary. There was one more. Yeah, rubber. No, it's rubber ricochet. Ricochet. Yeah. Can't remember. Darn. But yeah, yeah, yeah that, you know, when people say, I'll never look at anyone and they say someone's a hot shot in quite the same way. <laughs> yeah. Um, goes back to work and he gets called in to supervise the rookie. Yes. Mm. Ah. Judge Anderson, mm. who's failed. Judge Badly. Anderson, as in cycle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, side the, division. Yeah. The, yeah, she, she, yeah. I'm not sure if they have a side division in this. It don't seem to. Do they? they didn't seem to. But she Maybe it's is fledgling. She is a, a psionic judge, mm. so she She's might a be mutant, the first. Isn't she? Yes, mm. a tolerated mutant. Yeah, She's the strongest they've, they've met. So they must have seen mm. other ones. Yeah. And I don't think well, they've most, got a side most division. Most mutants in Mega City One were in uh, down below. Yeah, that is mm. well, that is commented that most yeah. of them have sort of three eye, three eyes, four mm. arms. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm. but I don't think they've got a side division because her badge was wrong. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not yet. Maybe it was a that, standard. They were standard maybe that would come back. They were sort of referred to as mutants, so sort of subhumans. Yeah. They they aren't seen at all. They're, they are mm. referenced yeah. in this, but they are not seen. It's, it's still very I much. Mean, how much is, how much of the uh, pre mice is at the background of two? Of, uh, I would say. Josh Dredd is uh, sort of alluded to in the. Uh, um, I, mean, I would, they mentioned the cursed earth. Oh, that's yes, oh, no, yeah. no, the cursed earth is actually pronounced correctly. All right, because <laughs> that that is something that got me about the original Stallone film. Oh, really? How do they it's, pronounce it? They pronounced it as the cursed. Earth. No, uh, the cursed earth. It's, yes. it's a cursed earth. Yes, but, yeah, that that oh, is referenced. I've always known it as the cursed earth. No, no, mm. that that is referenced. Mm. But it is all, as I said, very much in the city. Mm. And the unlike again, unlike the Stallone film, the the threat isn't a city threat. Mm. It's very much. Uh, just uh, localised to the one block. Yeah. It yeah. concerns drug running, so it possibly mm. could expand. Yeah, because she has yeah. ideas of taking over yeah. the Mega City one and then moving the, out the some of the running. other Mega yeah. City. There, there are implications the drug has gone beyond this block, yeah. but there'd be another drug along next week, yeah. so oh, yeah. the actual yeah. impact on the city as a whole is pretty minimal. I did like, I did like the, the drug itself. I was going to say, mm. in terms Slow of the drugs, the, the drug was designed specifically for the fact this was filmed in 3D. Pretty bad. Oh, yeah. This was a tailor-made drug yeah, in so yeah. many ways, but yeah, they made use of it. It, 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 it slows down perception, so you, mm, you know, one sixth of normal yeah, time. So, so yeah, um, what, yeah, yeah so as it starts off, they have uh, three people trying to muscle in on the drug running. Mm. So what they do is give them the slow mo, skin them, Ooh. and then throw them out the fifty-third uh, floor. So they had to take a slow drift Ooh. down. <laughs> but there's some lovely shots where um, the bad girl is in the Mama. bath, mm. Mama, mm-hmm. and she pulls her hand out the water, and you get all the droplets of water and the light. Mm. And it's, it's beautiful. It's, <laughs> and you see, go, this is the best use of 3D. Yeah, I'll give it but that. But what are they going to do for the next one? <laughs> yeah, maybe they will drop 3D by then. <laughs> yeah, once you've stopped all of that kind of stuff, the 3D isn't really. No, it's those slow-mo bits with them falling in the water. Yeah. There was one other shot, glass. just a shot down a corridor, which I thought worked really well in 3D. Mm. It gave it real depth. It felt like it's a long corridor, and it's the killing zone. They've got to go down this yeah. long, empty yeah. corridor. Like I said, my only, my only complaint with it, and it is a minor, minor gripe, is that it didn't look right. But I am willing, yeah. Yeah, I am willing to forego that, because... Uh, what is it, Carlo Bang? Yep. Mm-hmm. He is spot on with dread. He, 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 under, just, he mm. understands the character and reacts to the character. There's a, there's a sort of a wonderful line when they're just uh, going into the drug den and he turns to Anderson. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, hmm. I'm ready, sir. You don't look ready. Where's your helmet? My helmet impedes my psychic ability, sir. So does a bullet in the brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, lots of nice humour, but it is very deadpan. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, it's dread's humour to the well, tea. Gall- yeah. Gallows humour. Yeah, mm. and what I noticed about this with a film, it's a major event in the character's life. So a character usually ends up different the way that he enters the film. He ends up a little bit different, maybe. Dread. <laughs> Yeah, it's Anderson is the one who oh, affects yes. mostly. Yeah, mm. yeah. Dread is rigidly straight all the way through, and hardly anything hardly ever touches him. Yeah, yeah. I think in terms of the look of this, they made the right move. Oh yes, the although the the first one had the the right look for the comics. That was the perception of the future yes. in the sixties mm. and seventies, and it was all a bit kind of. Uh, 
the Jetsons yeah. and that kind of stuff. Whereas the look of this film is much more how you can foresee the future mm-hmm. looking. Urban grunge. With urban, mm. yeah, the graffiti on the wall, the grey concrete. Mm, People dis- weren't wearing weird clothes. No. They were wearing oh, right. the same kind of clothes Hoodies we have. Yeah. Yeah. Very, but, drab, you know, very dystopian. Yeah, yes. a bit like Blade Runner and that yeah. kind of stuff. You sit there going, actually, that doesn't look that far from no. what mm-hmm. somewhere on a wet, cold day looks now in yeah, some that, parts that's of the world. Where I'm going from the look of it is the fanboy would have liked the oh, look. Yeah. But I, go, I agree, it's a good call. It works. Yeah. Mm. I did think there was one point where he gave a sneer that ever looked slightly Salonish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was deliberate. <laughs> well, as I said, there's one bit where I think when he, uh, Anderson finally gets captured. Yeah. Mm. And it's mm. he just grunts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. With the difference being, a little minor difference to Dread, at the beginning he says... Anderson failed. Oh, she yeah, shouldn't be yeah, here at all. Yeah. Whereas at the end, although technically she's failed, she lost her gun or yeah. something, he says, okay, she did actually he pass. Can, he can see the advantages of... of yeah. I mean, cause so the, he, he, he showed flexibility at the end, didn't show at the beginning. And that, yeah. that's the minor, very, very minor Very change. minor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll give you that. But essentially the character does not change. No, no. And nor should he. No. I think there is also that element of he realises that... I mean, basically she did keep him alive. Yeah. Because yeah. of certain things she used her ability for. And yeah. then you've got the three rogue judges. Yes. And there's that element mm. of weighing up. Yeah. That, you know, she says the right things. Why do you want this to uphold yeah. peace, mm. truth, and the Commen- American way? Yeah, can't I can't remember well, what to, it is. To, to, help, to help these people, because yeah. this is where I grew, grew up. If, I, mm. if at least I can do something to help. And his and reaction's then, commendable. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the judges who, in theory, he trusts and uphold all these laws are the ones that... Are actually yeah, corrupt. corrupt. Yeah, yeah. So take. I think he sort of like yeah. there's that shift there as well. Mm, I don't think there's any coincidence either. There are four bad judges. <laughs> I think that might be not mm. a, not a dark setup, but are you a, thinking... a bit of foreshadowing of yes. maybe four dark, dark judges, judges. Yes. coming down. Which the pipe. I think the the writer is on his third draft now. If if this one makes the budget, if yeah. this one makes the, the money, that's what the next one's going to be. I don't know. Yeah, it's either the second or third film. He's got a trilogy plan, doesn't he? Yeah. The other thing I liked about this this was exceedingly violent oh yes wasn't it just yes. but I, I'm not really one for gore fests no. and gore no. movies they usually sicken me to the and I don't mean in a, I want to throw up it's just like kind of sicken me in terms of I'm bored silly yeah. mm. but this was all done in such a way that how how artistically, artistically yeah. can you actually <laughs> yeah. how artistically yeah. can you blow someone's face off yeah. yeah I mean there's one bit where someone's head hits the ground and I'm, yeah we know who it was and you've got the head hits the ground and the, it's like it's hit glass and the yeah. blood is that mm. and it's nothing in it that makes your stomach churn or there's nothing that you sort of like you want to turn away because it's grisly or gruesome it's done in such a way yeah. it's not hiding what it's doing but it's clean about what it's doing mm. and I think because it, it's violent but it's all in it's contextual yeah. violence yeah. it's not so violence for the sake of violence I mean it's, it's violent for the sake of violence but, but it's contextual <laughs> to the story <laughs> it's sort of like you know they they don't say oh right you know all the good guys go inside and then shoot the good guys mm. you know it's the yeah. good guys that stick their head out the door that copy mm. yeah. one thing you did mention i mean if there are plans to make the series a trilogy yeah are there going to be more characters from the comic strip i mean one, as i mean presumably one character would like to see is judge death they if this does take off they are going to be doing the the dark judges story which mm-hmm. is death fear fire and mortis mm. so that that would be interesting to see how that well that pulls off yeah. and as it is over this side 
in its current state, it got an 18, not an 18. It's um, an 18 certificate. Certificate yeah. 18, yeah. it would yeah. have to. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the so full. Scabby and R, I think, yeah. over in America, which it just starts this coming week, I think, or just has started. Yeah. So anybody in America, go see it. Oh, yes, well definitely. It has, it has the done seal of approval. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big Judge Dredd fan. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm. I, I was kind of like that. I have to admit, probably the only reason I get, went and saw this was because we were reviewing it for the podcast. <laughs> I'd have waited to some point. But I'm, I'm quite pleased I did. And I will go and see the next ones when it comes out. And I like the actress that played Anderson. I thought yes. she played Anderson she, very, very well. She was mm. in the, she was the girlfriend in Juno, I think. Yeah. Oh, Olivia mm. Thirlby. Yeah. Just the right amount of looking innocent and fragile <laughs> but then being able to play the kind of mind game yes. that turn people insane let's, let's discuss the mind game <laughs> and the poor man actually wetting himself oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so he tries to shock her and yeah, so she, she says this is my mind this is my yeah, game yeah shocks you back but <laughs> the thing is you don't need to know anything about the dread mythology or mythos no, no, no. you, you don't. can go in Nothing sit down and watch it for what it is mm-hmm. yeah there, there's no attempt in this film to paint anybody as good or bad guys. Oh, no. no. They don't go into the fact that it's basically a, a police state. Yeah. And these judges of far too much power and, yeah, and judge jury and executioner, literally. Literally. Mm-hmm. And so, so you do get the idea that uh, Dredd is a fascist and yeah. he is the... But he's in one in control and who's also the one you're looking to to help you yeah. if he's yeah. in that situation. Yeah. So that, that whole undercurrent is there but they don't no. draw attention to it. No. I suspect they might do more so in future films. Now yeah. it's been set well, up. Now, yeah, now you have the premise. Yeah. No, I think you are right, though, as well. There's bits and pieces in there, as you say, that are nice for people who are Judge Dredd yeah. fans, like the, the forerunners to the four judges. And the chopper. But if you yeah. have no idea about the Judge Dredd canon or anything, you would still sit down. Yeah. And if you're into these kind of like action superhero type movies, still thoroughly enjoy it. Mm. Mm. You dear listeners, you've been writing to us. <laughs> Thank you. Yay! Mm, yes. Oh, oh! Before we start the feedback, oh, we've forgotten something. Uh, we always forget well, it. It's because yeah. he's just had his master, his silent his mask taken off. Fallen so off. So fell off. You can see him now. Yeah. All hail the, the hell of the All hail soon to be going Grunhilda, not not anywhere. Graham. Graham, dangerous Spock. Churchill and the various ensemble. Yep. Was that Nazi Spock? <laughs> anyway, who's first? <sighs> we have one here from Adrian. Hello, Hello Adrian. Hello, team. Three things. Okay. One. Why does everyone say the Doctor Who is two hundred years older than he is? Rule one: the Doctor and Moffat lie. <laughs> I think he said he was older to have the Pons not question why he looks off. Since, of course, he's in a robot doctor suit, which might not look quite right to his close friends and family. When did he say he was 200 years older than he is? Uh, that was uh, last astronaut. season. Oh, and right. also last episode. Ah. Oh, okay. He mentioned it again, doesn't he? Okay. 1200. Two. How do we know he isn't 1200? He might be going off having more travels. And That's the implication. Yeah. yeah. Two. I have a pond a clip theory. Okay. What if the tragedy is about the Doctor and not the Pons directly? Okay. The net seems to be saying that Amy Rory will die. 
or that Amy will leave Rory because she's a flirty tart. <laughs> or that Rory will leave Amy since she's a tarty flirt. <laughs> but... <laughs> I can't see him leaving her for anything. <laughs> what if it's as simple as the ponds finally reject or forget him? They are not only his friends, but his family, and I could see them rejecting his self-destructive, chaotic ways. Hmm, well, maybe not. Mm. Or even better, he somehow makes them forget him, to save them from the danger of not only being his friends, but his family. He kisses them, you mean, like yeah. Superman. <laughs> I ha- well, yeah, angels. I have to imagine some enemies of the Doctor would love to target the Doctor's family for revenge, even with the Doctor dead, in quotation marks, yeah. some of his foes would still go after them, especially if they thought he, he couldn't go after them since he is allegedly dead. He's a time traveller, he can still go after them even if he's dead. Yeah. And also the foes would know who they are, they just wouldn't be able to remember themselves. Yes. <laughs> Which is quite a disadvantage. Three, if you're going to have a dinosaur-filled, kiddie-friendly romp episode, <laughs> then be consistent. Don't cap it with the Doctor capping someone out of nowhere and freak out my nieces and nephews. <laughs> that said, be seeing you. It's humane death. He <laughs> could. P.S. Oh, oh. It's Adrian, what else do you think? True. Why are all the Nittisons all rankled over Pond... What's the heck's a Nittison? Nittison. Citizens of the internet. Oh, yeah. thank you. Why are all the... <laughs> rankled over Pond life. That is... The bad wigs. Wrangled <laughs> <laughs> over pond life that it wasn't some insightful epic literally leading to AOTD. It was written by Chibnall as well. <laughs> it, was, it was advertising not the elections for the Dalek Parliament. Who wants to see Scar OC plan? Well, I don't <laughs> do, but never mind that night now. It's late. My brain's dying. <laughs> they were quick, quirky and funny. And nice way to, to tease us that who is coming back. Come on, what's a more perfect Pond family moment than finding an ood on the loo? <laughs> I should have watched these. And don't worry, the future is fine. Exactly depicts what it's like being in the Doctor's life. OK, <laughs> that was four things. Sorry, anyway, by now. <laughs> it was a bit of a, a, a light version of Power 3, really, wasn't it, in hmm. retrospect? Yeah. Yeah. Written by the same guy. And did you notice in Power 3, there's clearly a shot which was uh, filmed while they were doing Pond Life, which they inserted into Power 3, oh. when they were in bed. Yes. You could tell I had the wigs on. It was not filmed at the same time as the rest of the story. <laughs> but yeah, I thought Pond That's Life was fine yeah. for what it was. You've, you've watched them finally. I have finally watched Are them. Are you saying that Rory and Amy wear wigs? Only in bed. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of wigs? Say this isn't Amy's real hair on her head before we even go there. Only in that, that episode. Merkin. Merkin. Are you trying to describe? To, you're claiming that Amy's wearing a merkin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, during, uh, between finishing filming and them doing Pond Life, which came much later, Dylan had uh, a fringe. Yeah, twin. So her hair's different. So she had to wear a really bad. So what about Rory then? Did he have his fringe trim? I think he had haircut too. A little too. kiss curl. I think, yeah, he must have had a haircut too. <laughs> 
Adrian continues. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, hello again. Dear team, a town called Mercy didn't do much for me. There was odd dialogue, that's not how we roll, <laughs> and weak story all round. Since when does Rory want to kill anyone? He's a nurse. Also, the yeah. Doctor's moral dilemma would have seemed more believable if he hadn't just murdered someone last week. <laughs> kind of burns me out. No, it doesn't. Kind of bums me out that so far this season I really only enjoyed Asylum of the Daleks. Yeah. I did enjoy Dinosaurs on a Spaceship until the murder at the end which painted the whole episode for me i hope the rest of the episodes are better oh well there's always amazon prime where i can stream seasons one to six for free and watch who that is worth watching (laughs) seeing you adrian thank you adrian becoming a grump i I must admit these ones there haven't been any real classics yet any of these four asylum of the daleks was brilliant it was brilliant but it's a bit light-hearted season isn't it yeah, I don't think it's going to be one which is going to be a, a classic. I don't think it's going to be much here. It's going to be in the top 50. Yeah. Next! We have one here from Mr. M. Hey, Mr. Hello, Mr. M. The Les Dawson of email writing. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, team. It's me, Mr. I can't keep this up. It's me, Mr. M. The Les Dawson of email writing. <laughs> doesn't write that yes <laughs> yet again real life has caught up with me but after a bit of a struggle kick punch and the occasional swearing i managed to pull myself up to the top of month <laughs> spelling mistake whilst stopping of at mount doctor who gillen's legs and coleman's boobs <laughs> on the way and now it's a new obsession i think yeah mr m is back <laughs> coming up Ooh. Asylum of the Daleks, Game of Thrones, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship, Marvel Comics, A Town Called Mercy. Mm. Wow, busy feedback, a lot to get through. Feel free to skim through this or leave sections out as I do ramble. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? We've maybe never I'll... noticed. Mm. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'll get. It'll get bored. Oh no, there should be an apostrophe in that. <laughs> and wander off. But in the meantime, one, Asylum of the Daleks. So, Scar mm-hmm. is around now. Wasn't that blown up or something? At least well, twice. Time war, you know, things come Wibbly go. wobbly. Yeah. Mm. Pandorica, resetting a plan. Who know? He practically, insert expletive here, the reset button with the cracks in time and space. So, anything goes right. Yep. And Amy doing modelling. Shame she had so many clothes on. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's would, modelling. no one would have minded. And then the Daleks chant, save us, or is it just me? Or did those Daleks really look CG'd? I didn't really know. And then there's this girl in a tight red dress with large, soft, hot, tasty souffles. Wow, (laughs) move over, Amy. Pass the tissues, I have a cold, okay? (laughs) I believe you. Moving on, moving on. (laughs) Then it's a romp, a great big running around spaceships, blowing up Daleks, and then all the Daleks going around saying, Doctor Who? (laughs) <laughs> and then it's over, but as Oswin says, remember me. Oh, I will. <laughs> Two, Game of Thrones. Any chance of you re- uh, reviewing this? Because I love it. Mm. Seriously, books. Best read ever. Yeah. TV series, oh, one of the best things on TV. Mm. Three, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. Okay, I haven't rewatched this episode for one reason. It was just a big ball of fun. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if I rewatch it, I'll rip it to shreds and feel like I won't like it as much. <laughs> so to sum up, it's fun. See you, Adam. Fun. Marvel fun. Comics, okay. time for a 30 second, re- 30 second recommendation. But I'm recommending this thing in parts as it's very big. You'll see. The New Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis, part one. The Avengers were disassembled in the aptly titled Avengers Dissembled. When there is a breakout at the supervillain prison, a new Avengers team is formed, consisting of Iron Man, Captain America, Spider Man, Spider Woman, and Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Power Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nick Cage's son. This new team lineup is great. The art amazing, the complexity of the storylines make it so re-readable. The team are also joined by Wolverine in number 5, the Sentry in number 9, and Ronin in number 11. The team reside in the all-new Avengers Tower and face villains such as Electro, Madame Viper, Magneto, and The Collective. You can find the first 25 issues in the following graphic novels. The New Avengers Volume 1, Breakout. Volume 2, The Sentry. Volume 3, Ronin. Volume 4, The Collective. Volume 5, Civil War. Five, A Town Called Mercy. Wow, I mean, triple wow. <laughs> In my opinion, the best episode since Let's Kill Hitler. Wow. <laughs> really good. Stuff. The death of the marshal was shocking. The doctor holding a gun was exhilarating. <laughs> Amy's legs were, well... But anyway, yes, great. <laughs> ten out of ten. Well, I don't think I'm nattered on that much, but I don't know how to spell properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm sure that's enough for you to be getting on with. I'll be writing again in next time with my thoughts on episode four and five, as well as being human, series one. Oh, Mr. Yeah. M. P.S. Saw the new trailer for Merlin. Looks good. Mm. P.P.S. Mm. Can't think of anything else more to say. <laughs> P.P.S. Okay, goodbye. P.P.P.P.S. Seriously, I mean it's this time. P-P-P-P-P-S. Bye. Bye. P-P-P-P-P-P-S. <laughs> Recently finished the first series Lost. Quite liked it. P-P-P-P-P-P-P-S. See you next time. Mr. M. The Les Dawson of email writing. <laughs> Thank, you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. The New Avengers. Is that the one with uh, Gareth Hunt? Mm, that yes. No, yes. No, Steve, no, no, no. Yeah, the one that um, Team GB stole the logo for yeah, from yeah. five yeah. this year. <laughs> Gareth Sorry, Hunt make your plagiarised. Uh, <laughs> and Homage. Right, I've got one here from Misha. Ah, hi, Misha. Hello, Misha. Hello, all. Hello. Hello. Just a quick one. One, tell Patrick I'm disowning him for that pun. Okay. (laughs) And I thought the episode was good. Good. Okay. Uh, Point two, I have generally seen people complaining that the series of Who is too space-based. Discuss. (laughs) Okay. um... They're complaining it was too Earth-based a couple of years ago. Yeah. Well, no, we've I, had half the last latest two have been Earth based. Yeah, the the Asylum of the Daleks and dinosaurs, dinosaurs space based. So it's about fifty yeah. fifty at most. So about personally, the, 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 the dinosaurs they did go on to Earth because he picked go, them up yeah. from Earth and yeah. he yeah. Left, there was some Earth action. There was some Earth, but I, yeah. I next one's Earth, presumably. Earth, I personally yeah. don't have problems with too much space based or too little space based. Yeah, no. we have an entire one entire series where they don't even come near Earth. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't be a bad thing to try yeah <laughs> so I have, I'm sorry but we have no problem with that nope, it nope. has happened in the past it has happened in the past love Misha thank you ok we have one here from Naya hello, hello Naya Naya woo it's Naya everybody <laughs> no we've, we've gone off her oh, yeah. no. no we haven't it's Naya <laughs> she says hi team hi hello. hello just one thing to say about a town called Mercy Matt Smith just cannot pull off Cold Fury <laughs> and guilt like X nor Tenant could. Yep. They were the oncoming storm. The best Smith can do is the oncoming strop. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Naya! <laughs> Naya. Uh, <laughs> oh, I so love you, woman. <laughs> You've just summed up in a I one. thought he did okay in a town called Mercy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that bit where he confronted Jack's rhythms, I thought he looked no, quite good. But anyway, I still think he looks like he's about to take his teddy and throw it out of the pan. Sometimes, <laughs> a different sort of anger. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and talking of which, I think we have a bit of audio feedback from Nair as well. Is it talking of anger? Well, maybe. Let's see what Nair says about okay. it. <laughs> Hello, staggering storytellers. Hello. Hello. Finally, getting back to audio. 
I'm actually in the middle of listening to your latest podcast, but I wanted to hop on and say, first of all, I think you're seriously overthinking dinosaurs on a spaceship. <laughs> that yeah. was kind of obviously written for the eight-year-old demographic of which none of us are anymore. Yep. Yep. But I'm betting Probably. if you find kids in like the eight to 12 range, it was the best thing ever. Mike <laughs> Spacer. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to throw in was a tiny bit of feedback that I've been working out as I talk about a town called Mercy Online. And that is, I'm still completely meh about the episode. I am Mm. still, I still think it's a ham-handed way of attempting to get the doctor to look in the mirror. And Mm. I still think Matt Smith does not have the chops to pull it off. Gene, I'm I'm so sorry to hear that you've gone to the Matt Smith side. (laughs) Not completely. However, there's one moment that I loved probably above and beyond what most people did, and that is when Amy pulled out the gun. Oh, yes. And not because, oh my God, companion with a gun, (laughs) but because that moment shattered three cliches about guns that are always shown in TV. Everybody's TV. Our TV. Canadian TV. Your TV. First, note that although Americans waved guns around, uh, we have this reputation of just firing indiscriminately at anything that moves. (laughs) And only one American fired one warning shot, and that is the only bullet fired by an American character in that show. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. Yep. Second... This cliche of someone who pulls a gun and they know exactly how to aim it and exactly how to use it and exactly how to <laughs> handle it properly. And Amy so very didn't. <laughs> I know that there was an earlier episode where she at least threatened people with a machine gun, but machine guns don't require a lot of finesse. You just kind of point in the general direction and close your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> different Amy Revolvers too, take a little more subtlety. And the last thing is, the the last cliche, is that guns may misfire, i.e. stop firing or run out of bullets when when someone's trying to fire. But on TV, they never go off by themselves. (laughs) And the person holding them never pulls the trigger by accident. (laughs) Yep. And Amy not only did it once, but that was about two or three times. That thing just completely got away from her. And only the fact that it's a kitty slash family show kept her from shooting someone in the foot or anywhere else. Um, And I just wanted to say that although I was very met on the episode as a whole, I appreciated that moment. It, It was a nice little moment of, you know, all these cliches, well, they're wrong. <laughs> anyway, I, I wanted to toss in my two cents and uh, looking forward to the next podcast. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I should that be two pennyworth? Seems that we were a UK-based podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's surprisingly little gunplay considering there was the yeah. whole uh, high noon thing, but yeah, some screwdriver work. But there we go. And we have a. Bit of feedback here from Evil Dave, Ooh, oh, inside Evil outcast. Dave. Okay. Who, uh, not quite so evil anymore, apparently, because he's uh, talking about the My Little Pony. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, that is evil. <laughs> <laughs> See, his evilness knows no bounds. Nice Hello, and fluffy. Staggering stories team. Hello, perch. We assorted <laughs> memorabilia, cardboard, plastic, or otherwise. <laughs> this is Evil Dave. 
And again, I seem to be sending feedback for something strangely peripheral to your show. This time around, <laughs> good, it good. is My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Oh. I have to confirm what was said by an earlier feedbacker that this show is actually worthwhile. And I'm not surprised that in a background shot, you'd see different incarnations of the Doctor as ponies. <laughs> the new series of My Little Pony is a far cry from the old series with which you must be familiar. Yeah, or Hasbro picked Lauren Faust as the creative director. And in her first year running the show, she moved away from the girlier aspects of the show and introduced a lot more geek-friendly references mm. and really pushed for the more educational elements and much like Joss Whedon did for Pixar she assisted them in telling a great story with colorful likable characters because of this My Little Pony Friendship is Magic has attracted an older audience and for some reason a fair percentage of male fans who refer to themselves as bronies. I am not a brony by definition. I've caught a few shows with my wife who is a fan and I've enjoyed it, but I haven't sat down and watched every episode. Though I can see it's a pill. It's a show I don't think parents would mind too terribly to watch with their children. One story regards the main character, Twilight Sparkle, voiced by famed voice actress Tara Strong, who is given two tickets for this gala ball, and all her friends wanting to go with her start doing her favors and becoming her best friend and generally putting pressure on her, until at the end of the episode, she, Twilight Sparkle, finally breaks down and admits that if she could, she'd take all of them with her, and that the pressure and making a decision of who to choose above the others is too much for her. And realizing that they put her in a bad position, her friends, except for Rainbow Dash, who is the most brazen of the bunch, back off, and this all gets resolved by the Princess of the Kingdom sending her tickets for her other friends as well. And while it's all pretty straightforward and teaches proper manners and how to speak to well, it's told in quite a mature fashion, presenting a moral even the adult audience can live by. Another mm-hmm. episode revolves around this young dragon character. It's his birthday and he receives a gift. And because he is a dragon, you can see where this is going from there. He starts wanting more gifts and he starts to hoard things. And the more he hoards, the more powerful and large he gets to the point where he is unrecognizable. It is only in his rampage and claim for more wealth that he encounters the pony he happens to have a crush on and there he discovers the errors of his ways and reverts back to normal. So I wouldn't judge this series by what came before. It's much like comparing the two Battlestar Galacticas (laughs) or Raimi's Spider-Man to the Spider-Man TV movie. The new series simply takes on a more modern approach to animation and storytelling. Mm -hmm. Indeed, the animation is Flash style, so it comes across a bit like a web series. And as for 
Lauren Faust. She was a story artist for the popular series Powerpuff Girls that was equally well-loved by adult fans. And though she is now a producer for My Little Pony, her creative ideas are still in effect. So in summation, My Little Pony is more mature, the characters have more depth, the stories are more adventurous, and it's more entertaining overall. And certainly not the girly fluff it used to be. That's it for me. Happy podcasting. I'm thinking Thank I probably you. still won't go and see. Is it a film or is it a TV series? TV series. TV series. Yes. Yeah. On I, said, I have no idea. As I said previously, I'm waiting for My Little Pony, The Abattoir, <laughs> <laughs> with okay. a soundtrack by Slayer and Venom. <laughs> I can't comment about Powerpuff Girls, considering Bill can name them all. Bill, <laughs> yeah. Bill and, and the Powerpuff Boys, and his, his little neem icon thingy is a Powerpuff Girl. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's his favourite one, which isn't the gay one. Think it's the sporty spice one. Okay. I don't know their okay. names. Okay. And he's a grown man. Apparently. Allegedly, yes. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. So you never know. As if it's a bit Pixar like, you can see how it could work. I could send, yeah. It works yeah. for both the kids and the adults. Yeah. Now the kids have to have something that teaches them morals. They don't learn it at school or home anyway. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the American kids have to. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, now. Congratulations, well, like Gene. You just, just alienated an entire nation. Yeah. Uh, it's not nice. that bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to, I, I don't know if it is over here. I'll have to watch some of it. I will have to rapidly go out. <laughs> <laughs> and so upon that America-phobic note <laughs> as if it isn't cut <laughs> and so dear listeners that brings us to the end of another podcast Aww. but never fear in the next one there'll be more of the same more fun frivolity and jollity more news and reviews more who old and new bye bye Bond <laughs> doom doom death <laughs> Yes, the next one will be having a transmitted with a black edge around it. <laughs> and sad tissues as opposed to happy, happy tissues. <laughs> I don't want to know what you do with your happy tissues. Salacious. Mm. Sophoric. Sapphic. So what? Sapphic, then. <laughs> so until that salacious, slithering, sapphic... Sodomite. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> Sandwiched. <laughs> Sandwiched. <laughs> Slippery. <laughs> You've been reading Fifty Shades, haven't yeah. you? <laughs> oh, so it's like bank worthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christian. <laughs> oh God. Tie me up, tie me down. <laughs> That's T, but on S. Oh, all right, then. Suckage. <laughs> What? <laughs> Until Stop that's... cocks. Slurp. <laughs> well, I suppose it starts with an S, yeah. Get on with it. <laughs> Smeared. <laughs> Thank Keith. Stop putting the poor man off. Sorry. <laughs> Has she been reading Fifty Shades? I bought it for my mum. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm.
who read it in front of my dad and then got embarrassed and couldn't. <laughs> so until that collection of S's that we have just come out with <laughs> shudders down upon us all. Shudders. Ooh, good one. <laughs> this is me, Crumbly, saying this seeing you. Bye. Goodbye. Au revoir. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, number 142, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here those are speaker and don't necessarily represent those other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended. And this podcast is an El Presidente production at www.staggeringstories.net. I was actually sitting in our bedroom in front of the computer and it was coming up for midnight so I knew I hadn't got long and you said something and it went donk and I went you bitch <laughs> and Andrew had gone to bed and this voice went trying to sleep <laughs> yeah he knew you were talking who you were talking about <laughs> I nearly rung you up <laughs> Do you, know what I have, phone I was like, you know what I would have said? You bitch! <laughs> Fine! Damn you, I call you out! Talk, not arse around. Sorry, that's arse what I usually do. Arse. Arse, arse, arse. 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 Why is the head of Pertwee peeking out from beneath the silence? <laughs> Has he forgotten he's got a hat on? Yeah, the Pertwee's got, got his hat on. Hip, 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 hooray! The Pertwee's got his hat on and he's coming out to play. Woo! Anyway. <laughs> well, we have to make up for the outtakes because you I deleted them. them. How can I say that isn't going in the outtakes, is it? <laughs> you obliterated the lot. Mm-hmm. She deleted them. Yep. And that was the second time I swore. <laughs> it wasn't Jean's fault then, though. I'm probably I, I got blamed for it. Probably. No, yeah. no, you didn't. Did I not distract you by hitting the microphone once too often, and in a fit you just deleted? No, I distracted myself by accidentally deleting, and then instead of doing Control Z, I did Control S. Control Z. It undoes what you did before. Ah. Mm. Is that the suit that Jean and I measured you for in no. detail? No, oh. no, that's the tenant suit. Ah. Oh. Have you got the tenant suit? We yeah. We shall have to see. I haven't seen him. Yeah, no, maybe I haven't. Have you not no, seen no. him? No, I'm sure I have. You have to wait to America. Mm. Yeah, maybe they do a Guinness Book of Records things. Yeah, they, they did the other day. Guinness <laughs> Book of Records awesome. things? Yeah. yeah How many doctors you can get together or something? Well, last, <laughs> uh, the, earlier this year, there's a videotape of some, I think it was the Comic Con, as many superheroes, mm. cosplayers. Yeah. I was going to say, can't they just go to a local hospital? There'd be quite a few doctors. There. That kind of doctors. Ah ha ha, ah ha ha ha. Ah ha, ah ha ha. Thank you for trying. <laughs> okay, Andrew has an intro. Hip 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 hooray! Andrew, Andrew has, has an, an intro, intro and he's coming out to play. He's had the holes in his trousers sewn up since then. <laughs> How does yeah. he get his feet in? It's coming out. <laughs> anyway, that was slightly surreal. That was. <laughs> outtakes, outtakes. Welcome Salvador, to the world of staggering stories. Salvador died proud. <laughs> How many surrealists does it take to change your light bulb? A fish. I was going to say a dog.
sounds of Bicycle Bell, Street Sounds, Big Ben, and all that kind of thing. I dare you to put on sounds of Victorian London. Go on, do it, do it, go on. Stannard! Stannard! No, no. Morning, Stannard! Yeah, in the paper they're called the morning standards, yeah. And then if you had the morning morning standard I actually said excuse me to one of those and he asked if I was taking the piss, but I did, genuinely didn't know what he was trying to sell me. Here <laughs> <laughs> you go, bloody foreigners. <laughs> It's when he got all excited because Karen told him I was up in the bedroom. That threw me off me gay, you know. <laughs> I wasn't. Oh, okay. oh, no, we finished there. Yeah, we finished oh, okay. by that point. Pie up! Me, this smiley face. <sighs> <laughs>